my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Full House Friday, everyone. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta. Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I'm continuing Joey's comedic career journey series with season four, episode 23, Joey Goes Hollywood from March 29th, 1991. In this episode... Joey lands a co-starring role on a new television show with Annette Funicello and Frankie Avalon. The family goes to Los Angeles to watch the taping of Joey's show, or of Joey's pilot episode. Stephanie wants to change her name to Dawn when her classmates tease her, calling her Step On Me. Elsewhere, Michelle is using DJ's phone line to place calls to Tokyo. I can't even begin to think how expensive that probably would be. All right, so this episode's got a 6.6 out of 10, based on 272 ratings. Guest stars, we have, let's see, Frankie Avalon, who is actually, he is alive. He is got a birthday coming up in September. Annette Funicello sadly passed away in 2013. I can't believe it's going to be 10 years next year. Of course, we have Sean Ora Ingman as Sean Self. We have Bob Perlow playing himself. Michelle Smith, Laker Girl number one. And Cindy Pass, Laker Girl number two. This episode was directed by Joel Zwick. Writers for this episode, Jeff Franklin, of course, the creator. We have Leslie Ray, David Stephen Simon, and Stacy Her. Stacy Her is story editor. All right. We got connections. We got the Mickey Mouse Club. Danny mentions the show and Annette's Mouseketeer Days, The Tonight Show, starring Johnny Carson. In a fantasy sequence, Michelle introduces Joey in an imitation of the famous Here's Johnny line. Beach Party from 1963. Joey talks about Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello starring in the film. Muscle Beach Party. Joey mentions all those classic beach party movies. Uh, another Bikini Beach, Pajama Party, Beach Blanket Bingo, Ski Party. Oh, whoa, there's a lot. Back to the Beach, Ghosts in the Invisible Bikini, How to Stuff a Wild Bikini, and Ski Party. These all range from like 64 to 63 to 65. Simpsons. Press release about Joey's new show cites the success of The Simpsons in reference to its decision to make the series animated. Well, if honestly, if they're going the range of The Simpsons, it's like, I don't really know how family friendly that cartoon would be. I mean, it's not going the way of, like, Family Guy, which 
I think later episodes of The Simpsons, even though I don't watch past, like, season eight. But, um, oh my gosh, 751 episodes of The Simpsons right now. Joey has a fantasy where he gets a call from Julia, whom he calls Pretty Woman. <laughs> Those are all the connections. Let's see. Trivia. To explain who guest stars Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello are to DJ and Stephanie, Joey says that they're the stars of all those classic beach party movies. Series regular Lori Laughlin had co-starred with Avalon and Funicello as their daughter four years before in the last beach party film, Back to the Beach 87. Real? Wow. I did not know that. When Danny tells Stephanie of how the kids will make fun of her new name, Dawn, by singing, he tells her they would chant her name in tune of William Tell Overture. Note in this episode that Annette Funicello is always seen either sitting, standing behind something, or standing close to Frankie Avalon or another cast member. Funicello was diagnosed back in 87 with multiple sclerosis. This prevented Funicello from embarking on a cross-country concert tour with Avalon to capitalize on their 1987 film Back to the Beach with co-star Lori Laughlin. Funicello had not yet publicly revealed her diagnosis, so the safeguards mentioned above were in place to prevent Funicello from possibly falling. Little over a year later, in 92, Funicello would go public with her diagnosis. When Stephanie changes her name, she changes it to Dawn Ariel Tanner. Of course, fan of The Little Mermaid, I bet. DJ and Stephanie don't recognize Annette Funicello until Becky says she was in the peanut butter commercials. Annette used to do commercials for Jeff Peanut Butter. Danny mentions the non-existent Federal Bureau of Name Changes when he and Stephanie discuss changing her name. In reality, changing one's name is a long and ongoing process that involves multiple state and federal agencies, private institutions such as, in Stephanie's case, Social Security Administration, her school, and any bank account with her name on it. She's what? Nine years old at this point. Um, I don't think she's worried about a bank account. <laughs> but it just makes me think when I got married and I changed my name, I had to get a new social card because, you know, my old one had my maiden name on it. And of course, trying to get a driver's license in a new state where apparently they want you to also have your marriage license with you and not just your birth certificate. Oh, that was a long and arduous process, I swear. When I found out after waiting in line, I was so angry. <laughs> like, no, you gotta come back with your marriage license. Usually they tell you all the requirements that you need, but... <laughs> and this was the year of 2020 when everything was basically shut down. It took forever to get in anywhere. Okay, we got a review, 7 out of 10, titled, Could Have Been Better. This is from April 14th, 2021. Warning spoilers. This is from Fried Toast O2. A decent idea, but not a fan of the ending. Season 4 is amazing, but this is another that I don't care. You know, honestly, I don't watch this one a lot either. That's when I said, like, oh my, in the last episode, oh yeah, this is the episode where Stephanie goes to try to change her name. Joey finally gets his big break, and then at the end, it turned into an animated show 
and Joey gets kicked from it. Bro, Joey can't get a break like in Star Search in Season 3. I do not enjoy the set and when they're there, but it's... When they're there, but it's just not great. Yeah. Alright, before I officially get into the episode, I want to let all the Tanner newbies, aka the new podcast listeners, want to let you know where you can listen to the podcast, iTunes and SoundCloud. Where you can write to the podcast, email message, you can go to the email address, omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com, or you could go to the Facebook page for the podcast, just type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast, the only Atlanta Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. You can leave a message, tell me your favorite character, what Full House or Fuller House means to you, anything like that. And lastly, if you don't know, there are plenty of Full House and Fuller House podcasts out there. Recently, there have been a couple new Full House podcasts put out by stars of the show. Dave Coulier with Full House Rewind, and Andrea Barber and Jody Sweeten with their own rewatch podcast, How Rude Tanneritos. <laughs> now, Dave had kind of put his on pause for a little bit during the writer's after strike. By the time that this episode goes out in November, I don't know, maybe the strike will be over and he'll resume doing episodes. But right now, the um, How Rude... Tanneritos one is still going strong because I'm recording this in the early, uh, middle of August. It's the 13th. Good golly. Wow, we're blowing through this month. Summer is almost over. Thank goodness. The only thing I like about August is the fact that my birthday is this month. So another thing about the Full House podcast, there are some out there that are for anyone 18 and over based on its content, and there are some, like mine, that are on Ears of All Ages podcast that is meant for anyone to listen to without the fear of inappropriate content. I created this podcast because I love the show and because I know there are people out there that have watched the show growing up and are probably introducing their children to it for the first time and want a safe space that they could listen to recaps of and reviews of the episodes, and that is exactly what this is. I started this podcast back in April of 2019. As of 2023, I will be wrapping up the Full House portion of the podcast. And in 2024, I will be wrapping up the Fuller House portion of the podcast. So look forward to full, Fuller House resuming. And I'm not doing series of episodes with Fuller House. I'm just going straight through. Starting the basically hitting all the episodes I haven't hit in the four years of doing this podcast. And lastly, if you haven't yet and you'd like to, if you've been listening since the beginning or you just dived in just this year or a year ago, six months ago, however, and you'd like to show support for the podcast, just go on iTunes and leave a review. All five-star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. Okay, without further ado, let's jump into Season four's Joey Goes Hollywood, the next episode in the Joey's Comedic Career Journey series. Alright, here we go with a cold open. We are in Michelle's room. It looks like it's going to be puppet time with Jesse and Michelle. 
This is interesting what Jesse's wearing because I don't think I've seen him wear something like that. We're used to seeing him in the black t-shirts, of course. Or the white t-shirts. However, he's wearing the black t-shirt and he's got kind of a, a beigey colored sweater vest on. And it just, I like it. I think it compliments him very well. And Jesse says, well, Michelle, I'm, I'm not really a puppet kind of guy. I love how she gilts him. She says, I would do it for you. I love how, because she's got the pencil bed. And she's kind of clinging to it a little bit. She says, I would do it for you. She's wearing the same shirt, the same pink, white sweater top that I think she wore in the Fuller House episode in, in this season where he moves out. I, I swear she is. And he's like, oh, good, Michelle. Your, your very first guilt trip, that's nice. No, I'm still not going to play puppets with you. Oh, oh, here we go. The pouty lips coming out. Oh, oh. What is he, made of stone? <laughs> there is an adorable ruler with a bear on top hanging on the wall that I think is like a growth chart. Jesse finally gives in. He's like, ah, oh, all right, I'll do it. But hey, you don't tell anybody about this. Like, anybody who's walking past a doorway, since the door is open, could see you guys playing puppets. It's cool. So it looks like he's going to be the squirrel and Michelle is going to be a lion. I'm just trying, isn't there, there's like a fable that includes a lion and a mouse and the mouse taking like a thorn out of the, out of the lion's paw? That's what, that's what this makes me think of. So, she does a real good lion just with the roaring voice. I'm going to get your chipmunk. It's such a deadpan tone. He goes, oh no, oh no, be, be nice. And even she's like, you're not putting anything into this. Like, try again. You're not, come on. Like, either you're all in or you're not, and you're clearly not. Yeah, and she says, you don't sound like a chipmunk. Like, you need to do it, like, because you ask, like, well, how does a, a chipmunk sound? And I'm like... Well, go watch Alvin and the Chipmunks, and that could be a good indication. <laughs> but she says, you got to do it squeakier with your voice. And then he goes, oh, no, be nice, be nice. I can't. <laughs> I, can't. <laughs> I honestly feel she would be having a lot more fun with the puppets if it were Joey, because Joey is... A voice a hop. He is just, he is so good at it. I just think that would be fun with someone who likes to, you know, create voices and stories and stuff like that. He lowers his voice a little, or no, he raises his voice a little bit. Oh no, oh no, be nice, be nice. He's like squeakier. He raises it even higher. Oh no, oh no, be nice, be nice. <laughs> I can't do squeaky. I cannot. So DJ pops in and says, Uncle Jesse, dinner's ready. And he says, come, I mean, coming. She says, no, Uncle oh, Jesse, you stay here and practice. I'll go eat. So he picks her up, starts tickling her, falls back on the bed. And that's a cold open. I like how he is with the kids. It just You can see, like, he is... John Stamos is going to be a good father. And he is. I mean, gosh, how old is... His son's got to be, what, at least close to five by now? And it's just, oh, such a cutie. Such a cutie. It's puppet time. 
You be the chipmunk. No, Sean, I'm not really a puppet kind of guy. I would do it for you. <laughs> oh, very good. Your very first guilt trip. Okay, I'll do it. But don't tell anyone. to me. Be nice to me. You don't sound like a chipmunk. How's a chipmunk sound? Squeaky. Oh. Oh, no, no. Be nice. Be nice. Squeaky. Oh, no, oh, no. Be nice. Be nice. Bring Jesse dinner's ready. Coming. Uh, I'm coming. You say in practice, I'll go eat. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> So we come out of the intro, we're in the girls' room, DJ and Kimmy are both at the tub table, and DJ's doing her homework, and of course Kimmy, who can't do her own homework, has to be copying everything DJ is writing down. No wonder DJ says on that uh, radio show in season seven, my friend became intellectually deficient. <laughs> This is proof right here. Wait a minute. DJ looks over at Kimmy, surprised. Like, girl, she's been doing this since you guys went to school together. Come on now. Yeah, she says, Kimmy, stop copying my, my essay. And Kimmy looks at her and says, what makes you think I'm copying? So DJ just grabs Kimmy's notebook. What America Means to Me by DJ Tanner. Uh-huh. Has Kimmy made it this far in school? If DJ wasn't there, she would be in big trouble. She would not make it. She'd just find someone else to lead off of education-wise. Stephanie comes in and says, Ugh, I'm sick of Stephanie. And Kimmy says, Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> and Kimmy says, I know the feeling. And Stephanie just rolls her eyes and says, I was talking about my name, Gibbler. A kid in school started calling her step on me, and then all of a sudden the whole school is doing it, or the whole class is doing it. She says, I don't know how I got caught on, so, okay. Um, so, definite Stephanie is in the running of worst outfit just based on those floral leggings she's wearing. It's pretty bad. But she's got a sign on the back of her sweater that says, step on me. It's like, uh, you might want to check that. It might be that note that's pinned to your back or that sign that's pinned to your back that says step on me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kimmy says, oh, this might be a clue. She pulls the, the note off. It says step on me in all caps. Stephanie takes it from Kimmy and she's like, how rude. It's like, yeah, it is. It's like, that girl, why is she being targeted? She's done nothing. She's such a sweet girl. So this is where the whole I want to change my name thing comes from. She says, hmm, I think I'm going to change my name. Something cool. Something that says me. I'm like, but honey, your mom picked out that name for you. And Kimmy says, oh, well, how about a, uh, you can't say that word anymore, can you? Uh, Native American name. I don't even know if you can say that anymore. Uh, little pain in neck, and 
I like how Stephanie fires back with, well, Kimmy, I mean, if we're going with um, the uh, name changing, why don't we call you Big Hole in Head? Kimmy, would you quit copying my essay? What makes you think I'm copying you? What America Means to Me by DJ Tanner. <laughs> I am sick of Stephanie. I know the feeling. <laughs> I was talking about my name, Gibbler. Some kid in school today started calling me Step on Me. Next thing I knew, my whole class was doing it. I don't know how it cut on so fast. <laughs> this could be a clue. change my name to something cool. Something that says me. How about an Indian name, like Little Pain in Neck? <laughs> well, Kimmy, if we're going with Indian names, that will make you Big Hole in Head. So Danny comes in chuckling. <laughs> DJ, oh my gosh, this month's phone bill of yours. I don't even know what to say. Oh, your, your phone bill is so funny this month. I just had to share it with you. Well, don't you normally, anyway, since she's in charge of paying her own phone bill? $56 call to Tokyo. <laughs> he laughs a little more. <laughs> Start explaining what's going on here. And it's just like, I, I, I wouldn't call Tokyo. I didn't. I don't even know anyone in Tokyo. I mean, honestly. But 50, it just feels like how, I mean, I get it, 50 some dollars was a lot for, in, in addition to whatever her actual bill is. I mean, my good grief. And the thing is, if Michelle's doing this on the regular, that, that bill would be quite a bit higher. I was expecting it to be much higher than that. She says, Dad, I didn't call Tokyo. And he sees there are two other people in the room, Kimmy and Stephanie, and he says, well, clearly somebody did. <laughs> I like how Stephanie's, like, with her finger just pointing at Kimmy, Kimmy, Kimmy. And Danny turns to Kimmy and says, Kimmy. And she says, I did not make that call. I've never been more insulted in my life. And Stephanie says, yes, you have. I just nailed you with that hole in the head joke. Don't you remember? Of course not, because you have a big hole in your head. And as Kimmy starts putting her uh, notebook in her bag, she says, as soon as I think of a comeback, I'm coming back. Like, no, you're not locked the door as soon as she leaves. Uh, Steph is on a roll. She says, well, I guess this is goodbye forever. He says, <laughs> that's three in a row. <laughs> oh, DJ, your phone bill is so funny this month, I just had to share it with you. <laughs> The funniest part is this $56 call to Tokyo. <laughs> Start explaining. Dad, I didn't call Tokyo. No? Well, somebody did. Kimmy? I did not make that call. I've never been so insulted in all my life. Yes, you have. I just nailed you with that hole in the head joke. Don't you remember? Of course not. You've got a big hole in your head. <laughs> Two in a row. As soon as I think of a comeback, I'm coming back. Well, then, I guess this is goodbye forever. <laughs> Three in a row, I kill myself. 
So Joey comes in. He's like, oh, hey, um, I'm just going to go to L.A. for a couple hours. So he's like, see ya. I mean, it's almost like he's saying, I'm just going to step out and uh, grab something at the store. I'll be gone for a couple hours or something like that. Or I got to run somewhere. I'll be back in a couple. Something as simple as that. It's like, but when they hear L.A., it's like, isn't that a ways away? Like, don't people usually fly to L.A.? He drops that bomb and he walks out. And then Danny tosses DJ's phone bill down. And both Stephanie and DJ are all like, Wait, wait, you're going for a couple hours. You're going to L.A. for a couple... What? Wait, what? <laughs> like, get over here. What do you mean? What's going on? They want to know, why are you going to L.A.? Here, Michelle. Oh, she's got a smile on her face. This is like her daily routine here. And she's called more than once because the person who picks up on the other end knows Michelle. Like, I take it she's dialing the same number and not knowing she's dialing the same number because she does row 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 you're about just hitting random numbers like she must be doing the same thing every time because like i said a person on the other end of the line knows who she is so they converse back and forth and michelle says moshi moshi dude <laughs> and she says guess what i can count to 100 and i love how she like puts her hand behind her head, her arm behind her head, reclines back against DJ's pillow and just starts counting from one to hundred. She doesn't get to a hundred, no. She, like, messes up and has to start over again. That clock on the, uh, nightstand there by DJ's, um, night, uh, on DJ's nightstand says it's almost three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm just going to L.A. for a couple of hours. See you guys. Joe, are you going to L.A. for a couple of hours? Why are you going to L.A.? Oh, 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 you both jumped me down the stream. What's your name? Make a sign. Motion, motion, dude. Michelle's on. Thank you, that's Guess what? I can count to 100. One, two, three, four, five, six. So now we're across the hall in Joey's room. I love that area rope that he's got. It's it's very, um, what was it? It was an Aztec, I don't know, something. I just like the pattern. And it's got like a burgundy red kind of color with like different shades of like turquoise white and like burnt orange anyway stephanie's like asking why are you going to la he's like well i just got a craving for those honey roasted nuts that they give you on the plane and danny is like really you're going all the way to la just for a bag of nuts and joey says danny that would be stupid because danny's like you're just going there to get a bag of nuts what a waste of money for a plane ticket and joey says danny no seriously it's dumb I mean, they give you a bag on the way back. Joey, why are you flying to LA? I just have a craving for a bag of those honey roasted peanuts that they give you on the plane, that's all. You're flying all but the way to LA for one bag of nuts? Danny, that would be stupid. I get another bag on the way back. Joey, why are you going to LA? 35. 
So, we got Danny and DJ and stuff running after Joey down the stairs asking, Why won't you tell us why you're going to LA? We need to know. And here comes Jesse and Becky coming in from the kitchen in the living room. And they're like, "What? what's going on? Danny says, Joey's trying to make a break for the door. Jesse, get him. Let him off. Lock the door. And Jesse jumps right in Joey's way. Oh, oh, ah, mm, um, <laughs> there is a dead ringer for worst outfit. Jesse's shirt, my goodness gracious, what, in the wardrobe department, who did this? Who put this hideous button-up shirt on Jesse? It's literally paisley on puke green mixed with denim. Gross. <laughs> Jesse's blocking the door and says, "You're <laughs> freeze slime. You're not getting out of here after what you did." And then he looks at Dan. What? What? What did he do? And DJ says he says he. Joey says he's flying to LA to get honey roasted peanuts. <laughs> this seems like something that has been said by multiple members of this family for the last eight seasons. For eight seasons. Come on, you guys have to know everything I do with my life. And the whole family says, yes, if you live in this house, there are no secrets. You have no privacy. It does not exist in this house. He's going to Hollywood to audition for a TV pilot. I'd be like, okay, so Hollywood, not LA? They're two different places. They're two different cities. I don't know. I've never been to California. That is a gold mine. You've probably heard me say it. I would like to go down to California. I want to go by the Full House house. I want to see the Golden Gate Bridge. I want to see the Hollywood. You know, all the typical touristy California stuff. I want to see. Oh, like, yeah, Joey does great. Oh, he's, he calls that a situation comedy. And, of course, he's like, see, this is why I didn't want to tell you. I didn't want you to kind of get your hopes up. And then it turns out I don't get it. It doesn't work out. And then I come back de dejected as ever. Yeah, he's like, see, this is why I didn't want to tell you. Chances are I'm not going to get it. You're all going to get excited. I'm going to come home dejected. Then I'll just tell you I didn't get it. You'll be disappointed. I'll be disappointed. He's like, oh, why am I going? So now that doubt, that Joey doubt is kicking in again saw it in but seriously folks we saw it in star search and now all right you got a family full of people that support you in your dream dude if you have any cloud of doubt they are gonna clear that up because that's what family does doesn't he have a plane to get on like dude if you already got well he said he's going to la and i mean i remember in season one when danny had to go judge a surfing competition in la or Fashion Expo 90 or whatever in, in L.A. you like, yeah. Listen, Becky's like, Danny, we're going to miss our flight. Okay, so I can see why they probably would want to fly. Because to drive there, it's like five hours and 43 minutes. That's in light traffic. So if you leave, like, at four in the morning, you might have a chance of having light traffic. I don't know what, I, I hear it's pretty beastly. Um, if you fly, it's only, let's see, how 
you take a bus, it's over nine and a half hours. But if you're driving yourself in a vehicle, it takes five and forty five hours and forty three minutes. Why does it take well oh, because of all the stops. Yeah, I get it. Exactly. Um, I'm trying to see how long it would take to like get there. Oh, an hour and a half nonstop. You leave at 9.45 in the morning. You get there at 11.15. 90, $90? That ain't bad. Oh, because it's such a short trip. That makes sense. Okay. We're talking <laughs> by 2023 standards. So maybe it was less back then. And Danny's like, Joey, hey, let me, we're your family. Okay? There's no pressure. Tell me about this show. He says, well, it stars... Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello. Yeah, had Danny and Annette Funicello. Oh, he's like, oh my gosh, I love her. I, got, I gotta meet Joe. Joe, you gotta get this part, man. But hey, no, no pressure though. <laughs> Just if you do, I would love to be able to be there. Oh, and 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 Becky's like, wow, this is so exciting. Frankie and Annette. Well, you would be. You played their daughter in that Back to the Beach movie. Uh, the actress, not Becky herself. Oh, wow, girly, you are showing your youth, <laughs> DJ. She says, that's great. Who are they? You know, Annette Funicello was in an episode of season one of Growing Pains. I'm just like, what? She played like a, a mom in charge of a school dance who had like issues with the Seaver family or something. She's like, she played like some hoity-toity. And Joey says, well, they were, their, they were the stars of all those classic beach party movies. Remember? No, Joey, they were born in 1963 through 65. We're all like, no. We don't. So here comes Jesse with, well, Frankie had all those hits like uh, Venus and, uh, say Didi Donna or something like that. You know this song like who put the bop and the bop cha bop cha bop who put the ram and the lamb damn lamb ding dong whatever song? <laughs> I remember that. I listened to the oldie station on the way to church in the early 90s as a child. That's how I grew a, a love of songs from like the 50s and 60s and stuff. That song's gonna like play in my head all day. Yeah they're like no. So I played a little bit of the song here. I'm like, I, I, I know the song. I've heard of the song. And I forgot. Yeah, that's right. Frankie Avalon, he, he sang the, the Beauty School Dropout song in Greece, which, honestly, not a favorite song of mine. Honestly, that part of the movie, don't really care for. I mean, nothing wrong with Frenchie and everything. She's a cool character, but I'm just like, eh. Okay, the Dee Dee Dinah song. Okay, that does sound familiar. Like, I've heard it. Okay, gotcha. Oh, here comes Becky with the save. She's like, well, you girls know Annette. She did all those, you know, those Jeff peanut butter commercials. I'm like, oh, yeah, that lady, yeah. And of course, Danny throws in a fun fact. You know that Annette was one of the original Mouseketeers. Because at this point, wouldn't they have had, like, the new Musketeer Club or Mickey Mouse Club or whatever it was called that had, like, Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, um, JC, whatever, Chavez or whatever from NSYNC, like, a handful of them. 
Uh, Ryan Gosling. Boom, there's another Mickey Mouse per, uh, club person. So, Danny's like, Joey, look. When you meet her, okay? Tell her Danny Tanner says hello. She'll believe. She'll remember me. Trust me. He says, I sent her a fan letter in 1968. And Joey says, Danny, there's no way. And Danny says, Danny, there's no way. And Danny says, I'm telling you, she will remember me. I signed it with Lemon Pledge. Seven pages. Oh, my goodness sake. 1968, huh? Gosh. So Danny had to have been about 10 then because of a 1990 or 1987-88, he's celebrating his 30th birthday. So he's got to be right around 10 or 11 years old. And Joey says, no, I'm not about the part. I'm probably not going to get it. Oh, here comes Jesse with the... <laughs> Joey, stop talking like that. It's going to happen for you. Don't beat yourself up. Think positive, Joey. Oh, yeah, this is where we get that weird <laughs> flashback that we're going to have to talk about something in there that makes me extremely uncomfortable, even by today's standards. Oh, uh, he's really... um giving Joey a big head here, but he's trying to be supportive. He says, okay, picture it, Joey. The biggest star in America. The Joey Gladstone show has just gone to number one. He's like, you're come home from the studio making 200, 400 million people laugh. I gotta say, definitely Full House loves their fantasy dream sequences here. There's no way you're getting out of here after what you did. What'd he do? He said that he's flying to L.A. to get honey-roasted peanuts. Oh, come on. Do you guys have to know everything about my life? Yes. yes. <laughs> All right, I'm going to Hollywood to audition for a TV pilot for a new situation comedy. See, this is exactly why I didn't want to tell you guys. I knew you'd get all excited. Chances are I won't get it. I'll have to come home and tell you, and you'll be disappointed. I'll be disappointed, and why am I going? Joey. Hey, man. We're your family. There's no pressure. Now tell us, what's this new show about? Well, it stars Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello. Annette Funicello? I love her. I've got to meet her. Joey, you got to get this part. But hey, no pressure. <laughs> Wow, this is so exciting. Frankie and Annette. Yeah, that's great. Who are they? They were the stars of all those classic beach party movies, remember? No. Uh, Frankie had all these hits, you know, like uh, Venus and Dee Dee Dinah. Remember those? No. no. Well, you remember Annette. She did all those peanut butter commercials. Something relevant and reasonable, And Annette was one of the original Mouseketeers. Joey, when you meet her, tell her Danny Tanner says hello. She'll remember me. I sent her a fan letter back in 1968. <laughs> Danny, there's no way. I'm telling you, she'll remember me. I, I wrote her a seven-page letter, and I sprinkled it with my favorite scent. Lemon Pledge. <laughs> I'm talking about the part. I'm probably not going to get it. Oh, Joey, stop talking like that. you got to start thinking positive. All right, now picture, okay? You're the biggest star in America. The Joy Gladstone show has just gone to number one. Now you come home after a hard day at the studio making 200, three, 400 million people laugh. Picture, Joe. So Michelle comes upstairs. She's in the hallway and says, Joey's coming. And the whole family minus Joey are right there in the hallway saying, Joey's coming, Joey's coming. And then, like Johnny Carson, apparently, Michelle, like, 
throws her hand out and says, here's Joey. Wow, this <laughs> is a lot. There's smoke right at the um, stairs coming up to the hallway. There's colored lights. There's music. Just such a big entrance he's making. There's even a spotlight from above. Joey's wearing a um, one of those satin yellow jackets. He's wearing sunglasses. He's wearing sparkly looking pants. I guess that kind of matches the sparkly star that's hanging on the door to his room. Family's all clapping. And Stitch, stitched on this yellow satin jacket says big on one side TV star on the other. He's also got gold chains. He's wearing a purple mock turtleneck. He's wearing tinted sunglasses. Of course, he's wearing rings on his hands, on his fingers, and he's doing his lunch. Cut it out. Of course, the family all laughs like it's a funny, like it's the first time they've heard that. Here come the Laker girls when Joey room almost made to look like a dressing room his bed i don't know what they did this is really a weird setup because where they have the bed is right up again where against where the closet would be because again this is jesse's old room slash stephanie's old room he's got a fake white animal hair comforter he's got like silk striped sheets he's got a brown dark brown blanket. He's even got a picture of himself wearing uh, leopard print pajamas, wearing a ship captain's hat. His mannequin is there. Laker girls are there with the uh, sports bra type uniform with the skin tight shiny legging pants, I guess. <laughs> and uh, the sports bra does the what they're wearing basically it says Lakers across the front and they're both chanting like they're doing a Joey cheer and Joey points to the both thing the Laker girls and apparently he likes in this fantasy that Danny is kind of jealous of him like envious saying wow Joey are these the Laker girls so <laughs> he says well at the games they're Laker girls but anytime other than that, they're Joey girls. And both the Lakers girls give him a kiss on the cheek. He tells the girls to hit the showers. Above his bed, there's like, it almost looks like a star you'd find on the Hollywood Walk of Fame that says Joey Gladstone on it. He's also, it looks like in the background, he's got some trophies, like an Oscar and, or an Emmy or whatever. And Becky says, Joey, you're the funniest man in America. And he's just like, oh, pfft. No, I'm not. And they all burst out laughing. Here comes Kimmy. Underneath Joey's makeup getting ready station with the mirror and the lights and everything. And she's got a camera around her neck. And she says, oh, it's Joey Gladstone. And Joey says, oh, please, no pictures, please. And he says, okay, maybe just one, as he takes the captain's hat from the mannequin and puts it on his head. He's got a cigar in his hand, which he's pretty much 
doing the exact same pose as the picture of himself on the wall. Kimmy says, Joey, I love you. And she jumps up into his arms and starts kissing him on the face. I don't like this. This is just, it's weird. It's gross. This would not fly today. He's kissing his neck and he's yelling for security. Oh, so security comes and picks Kimmy up by the elbows and just rushes her out of the room. So Danny picks up the ringing phone. He's like, oh my gosh. He cups a hand over the bottom of the phone and says, it's Julia Roberts. Of course, everyone's so excited to hear about Joey's phone call. They all clamor onto the bed and listen. And of course, you only hear his side of the conversation. Uh, hello, pretty woman. Dinner in Paris. Oh, okay. I feel like French fries. You can see that there's a lip smudge on his cheek. Ugh. Oh, that's probably from... No, that's from the Laker girls. Okay. Apparently, the whole family thinks it's hilarious. So, Jesse says, Joey, you have got great hair. In fact, I'd like to have hair like yours. And then he turns and says, why am I saying this? And Joey answers, because it's my fantasy, Jess. Yeah, he's pretty much, whatever Joey wants, this is what he's got. Like, I think, yes, he has always been je a little jealous of Danny and, and, and Jesse and what they have and everything like that. So in his fantasy, he's making them feel envious of him. So Joey calls for Nelson, his bodyguard, who picks up Jesse. And takes him out of the room. Michelle says, you're as funny as Bugs Bunny. I'm like, well, I'd honestly say with the amount of Bugs Bunny I've seen over the years, Bugs Bunny is definitely funnier. As he comes out of the dream se fantasy sequence, you keep hearing this, you're as funny as Bugs Bunny. man in America. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's Joey Gladstone! Excuse me, excuse me, no pictures, please. Okay, maybe just one. Joey, I love you! Security! French fries. <laughs> uh, Joey, you're my hero. In fact, you have the greatest hair I've ever seen. I would like to have hair like yours. 
Why am I saying this? Because it's my fantasy, Jess. Nelson! No, wait, Nelson. Go. I'm a sensitive guy, Nelson. Watch the hair, Nelson. The hair. You're as funny as Bugs Bunny. You're as funny as Bugs Bunny. So, yeah, when he comes out of the fantasy sequence, he says, I'm as funny as Bugs Bunny. I gotta get to L.A. Hey, when the Laker girls get out of the showers, tell them to wait for me. No, he says, tell them to, tell them I'll be right back. So Joey heads out the door and everyone says goodbye. Michelle comes in because she's been upstairs talking to her friend from Tokyo. And she's like, what's going on? And Stephanie says, oh yeah, Joey's going to L.A. Say goodbye. Michelle says, sayonara. Joey says sayonara and the rest of the family I guess they're just gonna wait for him to get in his car there maybe there's been a cab waiting this whole time with the meter running I'm not sure but Danny picks up on that right away saying sayonara hmm so Danny bends down to Michelle's level and asks her honey did you call Tokyo and she says hi daddy song we don't see the rest of the which Makes me think, remember in season six, in that serious episode, um, Silence is Not Golden, you know, with Charles and Stephanie, Michelle was calling the Funny Buddy Hotline, which of course was charging money when you call one of those numbers. It was like a joke of the day thing. And of course he grounded her because... You just, you don't do that. It's expensive. And explained how every call she makes shows up on the bill. That kind of thing. We don't see anything like that. I mean, she's only, what, four at this point? So, I mean, I don't think she would get the concept of, look at this, Michelle. See, this number you called has shown up on this bill, and this shows how much it charges. You don't get an allowance yet, but until I pay this off, <laughs> you're not going to get an allowance for a very long time or just honestly say sweetie you should not be using the phone without an adult present or unless, unless we say it's okay I'm as funny as Bugs Bunny I gotta get to LA when the Laker girls get out of the shower tell them I'll be right back <laughs> bye everybody have a good trip bye, Joey bye, have fun. hey what's going on Joey's going to Hollywood say goodbye Sayonara. Sayonara. Michelle, did you call Tokyo? Hi, Daddy's hot. So it's later that evening. It looks like they're getting ready for dinner because Jesse is at the stove cooking. Danny brings down an old landline phone. When I say old landline, because they're still using landlines at that point. So he says, honey, here's a phone that you can use. Excuse me, a pretend phone that you can make a pretend call to Tokyo on. So Michelle goes to use it, realizes there's no one on the other end. She's like, nuts to that. I'm not doing that. And it's interesting because I think part of me feels like sometimes, even though she is the baby of the family, she's the center of attention. Maybe she just wants some one-on-one time with whoever will listen to her. I don't know. 
when he sets the phone down, he says, and I'll be happy to pay the pretend bill. And he says, is that all right? And she sticks her thumb up, of course, and says, you got it, dude. That's it. And most of her catchphrases went away after, I'd say season five may have been the last time you hear her say, maybe, or season seven, but I think one, either six or seven, she does not say, you got it, dude. Or she doesn't say, oh, police. Oh, I, I don't know. I know she definitely does not say any of that stuff in season seven or eight. Oh, I guess Jesse's working on a chocolate cake with frosting that says, congrats, Joey. And because Becky comes in and asks, well, is Joey back yet? And it's like, no, not yet. Looks like they're making spaghetti because there is pasta sauce there so either spaghetti or something with pasta oh uh the congrats part at least is something that it's like the the edible letters like in the baking section of a store when i was a kid it'd be right around the time of my birthday and i'd always like pick the candles out and all of that stuff, and also the the letters that would say happy birthday on it, and we'd always pick those out. I swear, trying to find a cake this year, for the last couple years, it's been the party rainbow chip, right? So, went to Target, Tom Thumb, Kroger, Walmart. Not a one of them had it, but Walmart had a box of it on their website for $6, when I think a box of cake mix is like two and a half dollars or something. I'm like, I don't care. This is the cake that I get. I don't want to have to look for another cake. I already got the cherry frosting, which that is a whole story in itself. Trying to find that? Near impossible. Only one star. I think Walmart has it, and that's on a good day. I stick with what I like. So when Becky sees Congrats Joey, she, well, and Joey's just written in regular yellow icing. She says, well, Jess, what if he doesn't get it? And Jesse's like, well, simple enough. You take off the Kungra and just you'll have rats Joey. Actually, I'm sorry. Upon closer inspection now, it looks like the congrats was written on there in yellow icing as well. I think for far away, it just looked like the letters you would pick up the edible letters in the baking section of store. So Michelle pretends to call Tokyo. She says, Moshi Moshi Miko-san? Yeah, and she doesn't take her long to figure out. This is nuts. I'm talking to myself. Forget this. She ain't dumb. She's four years old. She knows if there's no one on the other end of that phone, she ain't worth it. She can believe make-believe in some areas, but she knows what it means to talk on a phone and talk. There's got to be another person on the end. Michelle, from now on, if you want to call Tokyo, you can make a pretend call on this pretend phone, and I'll be happy to pay the pretend bills, okay? You got it, dude. <laughs> there you go. Is Joey back yet? No, I made him a cake. Look at this. Congrats, Joey. Well, that's very sweet, but what if he doesn't get the part? Not very simple. I get rid of this. Rats, Joey, see? <laughs> So when Jessica calls Stephanie down to dinner, 
DJ says, oh, uh, there's something you need to know about Stephanie. She's not Stephanie anymore. She decided to change her name. And you just hear DJ say, oh, Dawn. And she says, coming. Danny's got this look of real confusion and concern on his face. Like, I'd be like, honey, why, why do you want to change it? Your mom gave me that name. Be proud of that name. <laughs> Dawn? Like, really? If you're going to make a, come up with a name, come up with something better than that. This ain't the Babysitter's Club, sweetie. She's been reading the Babysitter's Club, hasn't she? Which, awesome. Awesome. I mean, makes sense. Dawn was, what, came from California, went to Stony Brook, Connecticut. Then I think at some point she moves back. To live with her dad because her parents are divorced. She wanted to go back to California. Gosh, how does that, how does that work? Because Dawn and Marianne's parents got married. So it's like basically just going to be Marianne, her dad, and her stepmom living there. I mean, even Dawn's like older brother, whatever his name was, I don't even think he lived with them. So, eh. And she's so happy because she's like, how could anyone make fun of a name as beautiful as Dawn? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. That thing is, there isn't a name out there that somebody couldn't take and twist it into something unnice. Danny's like, honey, what's wrong with your, what's wrong with Stephanie? I don't get it. What's wrong with your real name? And... I think, I'm like, girl, you were fine with that name two days ago, last week even. No, because somebody said something, puts a step on me sign on the back, now you hate it. Girl, rise above that garbage. Own that name. Yeah, she says, how can you compare Stephanie with Dawn? Joey comes in, okay, Joey, what's the word? Tell us. Oh, like, hey, what happened? Did you get the part? So, of course, he doesn't know yet because uh, hasn't heard from the agent. And was like, hey, I want to hear how the audition went. How was that? And Joey says, well, I don't want to pat myself on the back or toot my own horn. <laughs> oh, my kid. He pats himself on the back and goes, however. Oh, wow. Speak of your agent, I think that might be. Oh, my uh, I would love, I mean, seriously, wouldn't you just love to be in the room when someone gets some amazing news? So, <laughs> like, that could be my agent. Goes and picks up Michelle's phone, and Michelle goes to the one that's actually ringing. His agent, his agent, his agent's name is Eddie. Yelling into the phone, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. It's like, um, you're on Michelle's play phone. The real phone's over there. Okay, Pumpkin, she does not need to be answering the phone. That phone's got some large buttons on it. Yeah, she picks up the phone and says, Hi, Eddie, I can count to 100, and she starts counting. Joey goes, Michelle, Michelle, okay, that's enough. Stop. So the way that he he responds to his agent, like, Hey, Eddie, what's up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, yeah, I understand. It sounds like some, uh, he's doing that just because he's just playing with them. And of course they're going to be supportive. Like, oh man, I'm sorry you didn't get it. Like, hey, what do you say? What happened? He says, I got the part. Like, he, he can't even believe it. Like, wow, me? 
outside the audience is yelling and sharing the family's just patting him on the shoulder just like oh man congratulations yeah he says i'm gonna be on a show with frankie and annette we're all going to hollywood that is so cool he says you guys are gonna watch me shoot the pilot i'm like yeah that had to have been a deal like hey if i get the part can you please get tickets for my family to to go with me i mean come on like, I would imagine, like, yeah, you would get, like, some tickets for family and stuff to be able to see you. Ah, oh, they're so happy for him. I'm happy for him. I'm back. Hey. What happened? Did you get the part? Well, I don't know yet. I didn't hear from my agent. How'd the audition go? Well, I don't want to pat myself on the back or toot my own horn, but... <laughs> well, that could be my agent. Hello, Eddie. Michelle's pretend phone. Hello, Eddie. I can't count to a hundred. Michelle, <laughs> give me the phone. Thank you. Eddie, what's up? Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah, thanks for calling. What do you say, what Joe? You say? I got the part. I'm going to be on a show with Frankie and Annette. We're all going to Hollywood. You guys are going to see me shoot the pilot. So Joey puts on those tinted sunglasses and he's doing the same kind of head bobble like he was doing in the um, fantasy dream sequence. Oh my gosh, there's a... um. What do they call that stock footage, I think? Something like that, of uh, the Hollywood sign. All right, so the family rushes over to Joey, who's on a soundstage. It looks like they got a table set up with coffee and stuff. Joey's wearing a bathrobe, so I guess he's just waiting for his costume. <laughs> also see someone getting ready with a large mirror in the back with a little um bar stool there it just it looks like some random warehouse oh they all hand their autograph books to joey and joey says sorry no autographs please and jesse says how soon they forget the little people oh come on joey you live with them all right he's like all right i'll sign your books Hey jokes, uh what were your what were your names again? Ah, <laughs> uh, here's Annette Funicello walking past. Audience starts clapping and applauding just yeah, woohoo, it's Annette Funicello. And Danny puts a hand on Joey's shoulder and says, Joey, look, it's Annette Funicello. Oh, she looks as beautiful as she did on the Mickey Mouse Club. And of course Michelle <laughs> says, That lady knows Mickey Mouse? Get, give me my book back. <laughs> I cannot get this out of my head. It's been playing in my head for days. When Michelle goes over to her and asks, Excuse me, are you Annette Funny Jello? And I love how Annette just is like, oh, Something like that. Yes. Hi, sweetheart. So we do see a sign that says Surf's Up. I'm guessing it's the name of the show. So Danny goes and kind of corrals Michelle when he says, Honey... Miss Funicello is getting ready for her show, okay? You go over there and stop bothering her. Yep, yeah, Danny takes this 
opportunity to just gush on Annette. Just like, oh my gosh, hi, I'm Danny Tanner. It's nice to meet you. You probably don't remember me, but, and she's like, well, wait a minute. Wait, did you, you said Danny Tanner, right? Oh, he says, I love, I've loved you since the first time I saw you go, Annette. <laughs> and she's like, well, actually, it's bum, 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 Annette. Danny does the same thing. Bum, 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 Danny. <laughs> Honestly, it's amazing how just looking at Annette here just makes me think how similar she, how similar Mary Steenburgen looks to her. Just, I mean, the dark hair, but, you know, the, the face and everything, too. She, oh yeah, she remembers, she's like, Danny Tanner, did you write me a fan letter in 1968 that smelled like Lemon Pledge? And he's like, yeah, I, I knew you would remember. And she's like, well, how could I forget? It was the first time a fan offered to clean my house. She says, well, that offer still stands. I'm like, Danny, I think she has someone that comes in and takes care of it for her. Sorry, no autographs, please. Oh, how soon they forget the little people. <laughs> All right, I'll sign your books. Okay. Uh, what were your names again? <laughs> oh, my God, it's Annette Funicello. She looks just as beautiful as she did on the Mickey Mouse Club. That lady knows Mickey Mouse? <laughs> Give me my book back. I'm going to wait two and a half seasons to meet Mickey Mouse, Michelle. Excuse me, are you in that funny jello? <laughs> Something like that. Hi, sweetheart. Oh, uh, excuse me. Michelle, Miss Funicello is getting ready for a show. You go back over there, honey. You shouldn't be bothering her. Hi, it's so nice to meet you. <laughs> I've loved you ever since the first time I saw you go, Annette. Well, you know, actually, we did it. Bum, 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 Annette. Didn't you write me a fan letter in 1968 that smelled like lemon pledge? <laughs> yes, that was me. I knew you'd remember. Well, it was the only time a fan offered to clean my house. <laughs> well, that offer still stands. Well, look how starstruck Danny is. He's practically drooling over Annette. So, yeah, we cut over to Jesse and Becky, and Becky's like, oh my gosh, look at Danny. He's like drooling over Annette Bonicello. He's so starstruck. Boom! Cue Frankie Avalon. He's like, all right, let's get this party started. And Becky cannot contain her scream. She is so excited. Yeah, and she goes over to him. She like touches his hand saying, oh, Mr. Avalon, you are so cute. <laughs> this is so funny. She's like, hi. <laughs> I'm Jessie, and this is my husband, Rebecca. <laughs> oh, gosh. If that is not the funniest introduction in meeting a celebrity, I don't know what would be. So, Jessie pulls Frank aside and says, Hey, Frank, can you and I talk, you know, mano a mano? And he's like, Oh, what can I do for you, Rebecca? He asks Frankie Avalon, How do you keep your hair so shiny and manageable? He says that he always conditions with avocados. He's like, oh, and Jesse, yeah, that, that works, right? Apparently, Jesse does that, too. 
So, and Jesse suggests like putting in a little bit of mayonnaise. And, but Frank said, oh, no, 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 try this. You should put in a little bit of uh, lime juice and cilantro. I always thought it was cilantro. Eh. And Jesse asks, does that help restore the pH balance? And he says, no, but it makes a great dip. <laughs> so, Joey introduces to Frank and Annette, Frankie and Annette, DJ, Michelle, and when he goes to say Stephanie, Stephanie jumps in with Don, Don Ariel Tanner. So the uh, stage manager comes out and says, all right, five minutes, people. So Joey's got to go. And Danny, while everyone else rushes off to find their seats, Danny asks Frankie, like, hey, can I trouble you for one picture? And the guy gets ready, and Danny's like, no, um, actually, if you could take a picture with me and Annette. He took a picture. I would have asked him to take at least a couple. Just in case. You never know. That's why when someone's like, hey, can you take my picture? You'll take at least maybe three or four just to make sure. That way the first one comes out okay. Hey, gang. Everybody ready to rock and roll? You are so cute. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jesse, and this is my husband, Rebecca. <laughs> How you doing, Frank? Excuse me. Listen, Frank, can we uh, speak mono a mono? What can I do for you, Rebecca? <laughs> Just out of curiosity, uh, how do you keep your hair so shiny and manageable? Oh, well, you see, I always condition with avocados. Oh, me too. Me too. And once in a while, I put in a little mayonnaise. No, 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 you ought to try a little bit of lime juice and cilantro. Oh, does that help restore the pH balance? No, but it makes a great dip. <laughs> Frankie, yeah. Annette, I'd like you to meet DJ, Michelle, Hi. and... Don. Don Ariel Tanner. Hi. Okay, places, please. Uh, see you guys, I gotta go. Oh, wait, oh, no, wait, wait a second, if I could just trouble you for one quick picture. Sure, no problem. Great, you, you just look through here and press that red button. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, um, uh, watching the scene as they're walking out, um, I noticed that Lori Laughlin is right behind one of the Olsen twins, and the way that Frankie's kind of swinging his arm a little bit while Danny's talking, Lori actually has to pull the Olsen twin, like, out of the path of his swinging arm, like, really quickly, like, kind of grab her and kind of, like, Move her out of the way or she was going to get hit in the face. Alright, so I don't know whether this is a, um, what are they called, a hype guy for tapings? I'm not sure. But he does say thank you for coming out to the live taping of the pilot episode of Surf's Up starring Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello. This guy, all of a sudden when he says Joey's name, has an accent because he says and newcomer joey gladstone and of course you know the family stands up and they're like joey yeah and he says yeah you can always tell where where the family is sitting all right so we see a set that has uh frankie and annette's it looks like a beach restaurant or a little pop-up restaurant on the beach i like the blue and white blue striped awning i like the um the metal bar stools with the um red leather on top it's just really really cool 
We also see a space where you can buy all the stuff you would need to hang at the beach. From t-shirts, from surfboards, towels, uh, shorts, accessories, so many, so many chairs, glasses, all that fun stuff. Skates, apparently. So, we see Annette come out first, and she's just making sure everything looks good for opening their little restaurant. We see Frankie with a giant surfboard trying to come through the doorway, only realizing because he's holding the surfboard sideways, it's not going to fit through the door. So, he turns it upright. So, Annette talked about how great it is to have this new hangout at the beach. And Frankie says, hey, that's going to be great. We can entertain a, a whole new generation of surfers. And she says, yeah, if they'd only come out of the water. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll take care of that. And he yells, shark. Frankie is wearing a light pinkish white button-up top with black polka dots. It's hideous. Come on. You could have put the guy in something a little better than that. Definitely we got the 90s haircuts going on here with the tank tops and the bathing suits and all that stuff and Annette asks anyone want to hear a song so they're gonna sing the uh who put the bop in the bop shabop or whatever that song is called I think that's something like that and both Frankie and Annette are on stage and they have microphones and he's like hey how about one of those old love songs and she's like yeah they don't they don't write lyrics like this anymore of a brand new show called Surf's Up, starring Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello. And newcomer Joey Gladstone. You, you can always tell where the family is sitting. And now everybody, Surf's Up! In five, four, three, two... <laughs> entertain a whole new generation of surfers. If they'd just come out of the water. Huh, I can take care of that. Watch this. Shark! Would like to hear a song? Yeah. Hey, I got it. How about one of those great old love songs? Yeah, they don't, they don't write lyrics like this anymore. Here's why. Well, who put the bomb in the bomb? She bomb, she bomb. They bring her. It's all right, Michelle. I'm just acting. Just checking. How the heck just do that? Okay, let's again. take it from Joey's face in the sand. Oh, great! I was hoping we could take it. Okay, her here we go. <laughs> in three. Two. Way to go, Flip. 
You just cleared out all of our customers. Oh, sorry to be such a bummer, Frankie. Here, check out this letter. This will get you stoked. It's from the Beach Boys. They want you to be a part of their Hawaii show. Flip, did you read this letter? Well, most of it. I had some help with the big words. We're going to Hawaii? That means the big kahuna surfs again. Kawabunga! Sweetheart, you're grown up now. Please don't say kawabunga. You know, if we go to Hawaii, who's going to run the restaurant? Duh, I could do it. Wait a minute. Oh, 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 oh Annette. You really? I, I don't I know. know. We should trust him. Bonjour, monsieur dude. Welcome to Frankie and Annette's. May I suggest you scarf down a totally radical burger? Yeah, but, but Flip, don't you have to deliver these letters? No, I can just mail them. I say we give Flip a chance. I mean, what could go wrong? Right. Hey, do you guys smell something burning? Flip, you're sitting on the grill. And that would explain the searing pain. Yeah! <laughs> like totally radical rump roast. So Joey's character's name is Flip, and then of course he interrupts the whole song and dance thing. Tells them all like, hey, it's safe to head out on the water, there's no sharks. Everyone clears out, goes back in the water. And they're like, geez, Flip, you went and cleared out all our customers. So he gives them a letter that's basically from the Beach Boys saying they want Frankie and Annette to join them on tour in Hawaii for their Hawaiian show or luau show or something. But of course, yeah, and Annette's like, Flip, did you read this letter before you gave it to us? He's like, uh, yeah, but I had some help with the big words. So Joey's like putting on like a California surfer type of goofy persona here. Did they just opened this restaurant, so they're like, well, who's going to watch this restaurant? It's like peak season during summer. We can't just up and leave. And of course, Flip's like, well, I could do it. And they're like, really? I don't think we should trust him. So... There, uh, Frankie's also like, hey, Flip, who's going to, uh, deliver the mail? Don't you gotta do that? That's part of your job. And he's like, uh, I can just mail the letters. Dude, seriously? So, <laughs> um, he ends up sitting on the grill, and then he runs out into the sand and rubs his butt in the sand and says, oh, room roast. And I'm just like, I can see why that, honestly, would not get picked up. Because the only one that would really be into it would be those that watched those beach movies back then. It's like you're not going to bring on a new audience. I mean, DJ and Stephanie had no idea who Frankie and Annette were until you were like, oh, the GIF commercials. Well, even that's another thing. Like season seven, they have no idea who Sonny and Cher were or even Cher. It's like, oh yeah, the lady from the infomercials. Like, that's what's relevant to them. They're not gonna... You can't tell me DJ never watched Mermaids? That would have been in her generation. With Christina Ricci and Winona Ryder. Also, 
the movie Mask from the 80s with Sam Elliott, Cher, and Eric Roberts. And that movie, what is it, Witches of Eastwick or something like that with Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer, Cher, and was it a whole kidnap? I don't know, something like that. But anyway, if she wanted, you'd think there'd be references. I know we didn't have the internet then at that point, but come on now. They weren't raised under a rock. All right, so let's uh, wrap up this whole name change situation. And Danny is like, uh, Dawn? What is Stephanie watching? You just hear some man groaning, oh, like uh, he dropped a giant rock on a boulder on his foot. So he sits down next to her and says, hey, I think we should have a little talk before we go down to the Federal Bureau of Name Changes and legally change your name. As a kid, I probably did think there was a place that you could do that. I I sincerely th believe that I believed that until IMDb proved me wrong. And he asked her, like, are you really 100% sure you don't want to be called Stephanie anymore? And she says, oh, yeah, 100%. The kids don't call me Step on me anymore. And he asked her, she hadn't thought of that. It's like, uh, what happens when they start making fun of your new name? And she's not thinking, like, yeah, how can they possibly make fun of a name as beautiful as Dawn? It's like, sweetie, don't matter how beautiful the name is, kids are going to take something and just run with it. Because that's what kids do. They want to tease you, they're going to find a way, one way or another. It's a sad, sad thing. And he's like, oh, I don't know. They could call you Donald Duck. They could say Donner and Blitzen. Or they could just crowd around you and start singing dun 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 You know, the theme to Bonanza. <laughs> a little into the whole Bonanza theme because he's pretending it's like on a horse, like bouncing up and down on the couch, <laughs> swinging the lasso. He's like, dad, 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 please stop. I'll keep, I'll, I think I'd prefer Stephanie. He's like, thank you. She all, and she's like, I think I'll stick with Stephanie. It's like, oh, that's good, because I, I really hoped that thought would dawn on you. She's like, dad, really? It's like, sorry, I'm all dawn now. <laughs> Once he's on a roll, he can't stop. Dawn? Yeah, Dad? I uh, thought we should have a little talk before we go down to the Federal Bureau of Name Changes and legally change your name. Are you absolutely sure you never want to be Stephanie again? Absolutely. The kids don't call me Step on me anymore. But what are you going to do when they start making fun of your new name? How could they possibly make fun of a name as beautiful as Dawn? Well, I don't know. Maybe they could call you Donald Duck. Or they could say Donner and Blitzen. Or they could all crowd around you and just start singing. Now that I think about it, I think I'll stick with Stephanie. Oh, good. I was hoping that thought would dawn on you. Sorry. I'm all dawn now. So... Joey just got off the phone with his agent and as he runs downstairs, tells him to turn the TV on because E.T. Insider is doing a segment on the show Surf's Up. So basically we're just trying to find out whether or not this series is going to be picked up or not after seeing the pilot. I, from what we saw, I, I don't think it would. It uh, doesn't really hold a lot of weight. 
And Joey being an up-and-comer, pretty much unknown. And then you have Frankie and Annette, which is basically just going to appear, you know, appeal to the baby boomer situation, baby boomer situation, baby boomer generation. Um, I don't see this floating anyone's boat, to be honest. So the comes out and says, both Madonna and Andy Griffith have denied this rumor. I'm like, I kind of am interested in what that rumor was. It's not real, of course. Uh, oh, Sean Southwick is the lady, I wouldn't say newscaster, but this just gets to feel like it's COVID and she's reporting from home because that does not look like a newsroom. <laughs> Although it's ET Insider, so I have no idea. Oh, okay, I see it. On IMDb, it does say Entertainment Tonight from 2010 to 2021. Self as Sean Southwick, comma, Sean King. So she does say how the show surfs up starring Frankie Avalon and Napunicello and newcomer Joey Gladstone will definitely be on the fall schedule. So I guess it's been picked up. But there's a twist to this. Before we get to that twist, everyone is celebrating Joey's success. And Hollywood Insider has the inside story about... What this all means. Riding the coattails of the success of The Simpsons, really. Decided to change it from a half-hour sitcom to a half-hour cartoon. So basically you're just going to be in a recording studio recording dialogue. Frankie and Annette, oh no, this, this rendering, this picture they put up here is very frightening. Um, they're going to be voicing dolphins, Frankie and Annette will, and then Joey's going to be voicing a kangaroo on a surfboard. But Frankie and Annette, the dolphins, have, Frankie has his hair, and then Annette's got her hair, but also, like, lipstick, and it's just weird. How is this similar to The Simpsons exactly? Is it going to have adult themes like The Simpsons? Because I don't know. <laughs> I mean, because The Simpsons is basically like, it airs after 8 o'clock. So it's like a show about a family, but also there is stuff that you probably... I mean, I watched The Simpsons growing up as a kid, so... Granted, I dipped out here and there. Just only really watch the episodes that I actually wanted to see. They're singing dolphins. Joey Gladstone, the surfing mailman. Become the surfing kangaroo. Joey looks so disappointed there. Like, dude, it's still a job. The whole the whole family was like, oh, bummer for you, Joey. He, it's still a job. He'd still be getting paid. His voice would still be. I mean, come on. I act like this is the worst thing ever to happen to him. And he looks so dejected. Oh, but this is before she says that they'll be doing the voices. For the cartoon characters. Okay, there you go. That sucks. See? It's work. You're still getting paid. So what? It almost made it think like, oh no, they're scrapping the idea for the sitcom and they're making a cartoon. Thinking what? They're just going to have someone else doing the voices? Like, guess you're out of a job or something? But now knowing that he's going to voice the characters, that makes it better. Michelle's confused. She's like, first we're happy, then we're sad, now we're happy. Like, what's going on here? 
And Joey says, all my life I wanted to be a cartoon. And now I'm going to be a cartoon. Flip the surfing kangaroo. But he's like, well, I, I don't know how to do a kangaroo. Don't do a voice of a surfing kangaroo. Dude, just kind of do your California voice mixed with your... And Jesse says, throw on that woodchuck character. And he's like, put those two together and add an Australian accent and bing, bang, boom, you're ready to roll. It's like, it's so simple, honestly. <laughs> so he, he does that and it comes off okay. And then he has some, oh, like, no, no Elmer Fuddness in there either. He's putting a little too much Mr. Woodchuck in the back. Like, oh, is that surfboard made of wood? Okay, the family's like, okay, Joey is just going to do uh, his Popeye voice and everything and Danny's like using the remote to try to turn him off and the family's like let's get out of here away from Joey. Oh now he's doing Bullwinkle of course. Danny quick turn on the TV I just talked to my agent Hollywood Insider is doing a segment on Surf's Up. We're gonna find out if it's gonna be a new series. Both Madonna and Andy Griffith have denied this rumor. Turning to television our network sources have confirmed that the new comedy series Surf's Up starring Frankie Avalon, Annette Funicello, and newcomer Joey Gladstone will definitely be on the fall schedule. Yeah! However, Hollywood Insider has the inside story. Obviously riding the coattails of the success of The Simpsons, the network has decided to change Surf's Up from a half-hour sitcom to a half-hour cartoon. Frankie and Annette will now be singing dolphins, and Joey Gladstone, the surfing mailman, will become a surfing kangaroo. But Frankie, Annette, and Joey will be doing the voices for the cartoon characters. First we're happy, then we're sad, then we're happy. What's going on? All my life I wanted to be a cartoon, now I am a cartoon. I'm going to be the voice of Flip the Surfing Kangaroo. There's only one problem. I don't do a voice of a surfing kangaroo. Except you do that woodchuck character, so so do that, and then you do a surfer character, put those both together, add an Australian accent, and bada bing, you got yourself a surfing kangaroo. Simple. Well, let's see. Good day, mate. I'm Flip the Surfing Kangaroo. <laughs> what do you say we put another can on the bar, babe? Is that surf mode or <laughs> I love cartoons. This is great. <laughs> wow. All right, that's the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. So, we're still through the episode. Definitely, I believe it's going to go to Jesse's puke green paisley denim button-up shirt. Runner-up, of course, Stephanie's floral leggings. Just bleh. I think, honestly, for best outfit, I like what Jesse wore towards the very end of the episode. It's, um... It's like a... Almost a... Like, you know, I think I'm just going to go with Michelle's, like, royal blue and black polka dot dress. That can be best outfit. And then, of course, Jesse's shirt of shininess <laughs> can be runner-up. Uh, Tanner Teachable moment for this episode is just like, hey, just keep plugging away 
at your dreams. And again, it's okay to change your dreams. Sometimes things happen for a reason. Uh, as far as it comes to children making long-distance calls, <laughs> that was such a thing back then. So expensive. Not just those calls, but, like, whenever they'd advertise, like, call this number and you'll get, like, cool tips on how to do or listen to, like, soap opera spoilers for the next week. That's what I got hooked into. Hoy. <laughs> what a waste of money. Uh, oh, yeah, I uh, got hooked into that when I was, like, 11. I got in a lot of trouble for it, too, because uh, the bill was probably a lot more than $56. It was back when they had those 900 numbers. So, um, another thing is, look, I mean, I get, why don't you just keep your name, and then if you want to, like, go by something else, feel free to do that. I mean, I don't know. Sounds like it's a lot of hoopla, a lot of uh, hoops you're going to jump through just to actually legally change your first name, but teach their own, I guess. So, looking at the final episode in Joey's comedic career journey series is Season 5, Episode 6, The Legend of Ranger Joe from October 22, 1991. In this episode, Joey hits a string of great luck. He gets free cable concert tickets, and job interviews. He even gets a date with a hot girl. But then his luck runs short when his interview comes along. Michelle learns to tap and really annoys Stephanie. Basically, she's learning to tap dance. Who taught her to tap. She annoys her so much that one day the shoes go missing. What do you, who do you think took them? Jesse debates what to name the tw his twins when they are born and accidentally reveals to DJ that he has a secret about his past. We later learn that he got his name changed in kindergarten. I find that very hard to believe. So, yeah. All right. So, have a great weekend. And if you want to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't yet and you'd like to, go to iTunes and leave a review for the podcast. All five-star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourself. So have at it. Have fun. Hit me up with a trivia question. Use emojis to describe episode titles. All right. Bye-bye, everyone.